Hello everybody and welcome to episode 57 of the Ask the Coach show where Ping Skills answers your table tennis question. In today's episode, we discuss blocking, whether the age you start playing matters, table tennis glue and which rules we recommend. As always, here to answer these questions is Super Coach Alois Rosario. Welcome Alois. Morning Jeff, how are you this morning? Yes, I'm very good, thank you. Um, a lot of good questions today, so I'm I'm excited about the show again. Good. Let's get into it. All right. So um, let me just bring up the questions. So first of all, yesterday's Ping Skillers question of the day: Have you noticed any difference in the play of the world's top players with the new plastic ball? I uh, can't say I have. Looks, I mean, the game looks really similar. If you uh, if you didn't know that they were playing with a plastic ball, I don't think you would even even notice. Um, even the sound of the balls now is so much better. When when they first came out, they were really tinny and you could really hear the difference. Now they sound a whole lot better. So, you know, all that worry that we had before, I don't think it was warranted. I think uh, the the balls are basically the same. The game is basically the same. I don't think it's changed much. You know, um, people are, are talking a little bit about you know the ball might be um, have less spin and and sits up a little bit perhaps. But again, um, on the outside, the game looks really similar if you look at it. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Um, the only slight issue still seems to be around the cost. So the balls are a lot more expensive, and I guess for clubs to switch over. If they've got a whole lot of balls that they use for training, can be quite expensive. So I guess we'll just have to get through that period, and then I think it, then it'll be smooth sailing. Yeah, I think so. And, and um, you know, I, I think it, it's the the extra cost is because of the setup of the manufacturing. You know, the um, the manufacturers will have to recover their costs of um, the whole new manufacturing process. But I mean, in theory, someone was saying to me yesterday, in theory, um, the balls should come down in price because plastic should be a, a cheaper uh, material than uh, celluloid, you, you would think. So uh, so hopefully in the long run we'll, um, we'll have cheaper, cheaper equipment. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, all right. Well, that moves us on to the ping skillers question for today, which is, should table tennis copy other sports and go to a reduced format like 2020 cricket or the fast four tennis? So leave your comments um, in uh, on our, our website or on the YouTube channel. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that one. Okay, here we go. We've got a question from Brock who has asked it through the Google Hangout app. Thank you, Brock. Uh, we love it when people do that. So his question is, hey, Ping Skills, your videos are very helpful and I've been good with blocking smashes but how do I block a smash with spin on it? Yeah, so um, I think Brock was talking here a little bit about um, blocking when there's got a bit of side spin on it. So it, it's often just to do with the angle of your racket. So if there's a lot of side spin on the ball, the ball is going to take off sideways a little bit, um, even, even off a smash. So it's a matter of just changing the angle slightly to... Uh, counter that uh, side spin that they're putting on it. Um, so, so think a little bit about that, Brock. Just think about changing the angle of your racket to to allow for that little bit of side spin. 
Um, if there's a lot of topspin on it, you know, then you're blocking over the ball. Um, so yeah, just it's all about just the angle of your racket, Brock, to uh, to counter the the spin that's on the ball. Yes. And as we mentioned in yesterday's show, um, I guess for people watching, some people get confused between a smash and a topspin, and it doesn't really matter. I guess in the end, you just got to angle your bat, like you said. But um, as we mentioned, a smash, we consider it when the ball's like up above your, your shoulder height and you're hitting the ball flatter, not with much topspin because you've got a good angle onto the table. And then when the ball's lower than that, Generally, people topspin it and get a lot of topspin to help the ball dip onto the table, and we call that a topspin or a loop or something different. Um, it's just terminology, and but if you're close to the table and someone's hitting the ball hard, yeah, you can use the block, and you just need the right angle to counter the amount of spin that they've put on it. So you need to look at the spin that they've put on it as well. Um, yeah, what, what do you think about terminology, Alice? Is it important to get it right, or...? Yeah, no, not really. Just, uh, just if I mean, um, if you're trying to convey a message to someone, um, I, as we talked about yesterday, you know, a lot of players talk about um, smashing the ball when, in fact, they're talking about you know the topspin stroke where they're brushing over the ball a bit more. So, um, yeah, yes. just terminology. Excellent. All right, the next question is from Abdullah, who says, "I am 15 years old." I began playing around 10 months ago. Uh, my rating is 682. Although I have been showing immense improvement, I'm still only able to compete against players who are two to four years younger than me. Did I begin playing too late? Yeah, Abdullah, no. You, for, the, the basic que- uh, answer is no, you haven't started playing too late. Um, you know, table tennis is such a lifelong game. You can play it in your 80s, 90s, and even over 100. So you've got so much time to develop your game. If right now you're only competing against players that are, you know, a couple of years younger than you, that's fine. You know, persevere, keep going with it, keep uh, working your game. In two or three years' time, if you put in a lot of hours on the table, then you'll catch up to them, or it might even be in a year's time. So it's just about how many hours that you can put on the table in good um, uh, concentrated practice, and that's that's really the age of your table tennis. Yeah, it's an interesting one, and it's good to see Abdullah's already improving quite quickly there, Alloy, so, so they're good signs. Yeah, it is, and um, you know, it, it, so you're obviously um, doing well with what you're doing with your training. So just keep going with it. Excellent. All right. Well, good luck, Abdullah. Keep us um, posted on your progress. We'd love to hear about it. Okay. The next question is from um, Barbatel. He says, "Hi guys, I'm asking you, what is the difference between speed glue and water-based glue?" And how does this affect our rubber, or how does it damage the wood of the racket? Yeah, so um, the, the speed glue um, basically expands the sponge underneath the rubber, um, and which which makes the bat a lot faster. That's so the, you actually put the speed glue on the sponge part. Yeah, underneath. Yeah, on underneath the sponge. So you you take the whole rubber sheet off, the rubber and the sponge off. And um, and that's where you're putting the the glue on the back of the rubber and on the on the blade. So that expands the expands the sponge, and that's that's the effect that the speed glue has. Um, the water-based glue doesn't have that effect, so um, so you're not getting as much speed. But 
remember Barbatel, um, speed glue is now banned, so you're not allowed to use it anymore anyway, so just stick with the water-based glue. Okay, there you go, Barbatel, use the water-based glue. <laughs> Easy one to answer there, Alois, with the current rules. All right, uh, moving on, the next question is from Rita, who says, I'm a beginner player and enjoy table tennis. I play with friends and they play 21 points with four players. We do five serves and serve from the right and the left corners. According to the lessons, serves should only be from the right. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, so firstly, Rita, it's important to just go through the rules of table tennis and it's best to just play them the way that the rest of the world's playing them. So, so nowadays um, we play games up to 11 points and you have two serves each at a time. So um, in your extended question you, you talked about um, you know, the five serves being too many. Well, um, probably is now. So, so let, let's change your games now to games up to 11 with two serves each. And also with the doubles, yes, you do always serve from your right-hand box diagonally um, to basically their right-hand box. So, um, but you can, you can check out the rules in our um, table tennis rules section in our lessons. And also we've got a downloadable um, brochure that, that goes through a lot of the, the rules with you. So, um, so take a look at that. And it's just best to play the rules um, like, like the rest of the world is doing. Because then when you go to someone else's house or, some, or a different um, city or a different country, you know that you're playing by the same rules and the game becomes easier. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Alois. So, uh, Rita, I'll put the uh, link to those um, lessons in the show notes, which you can find by going to our website, pingskills.com, and clicking on the blog link. Thank you, Rita. All right, now we've got a question from Namita, who's jumped on again using the Google Hangouts uh, Q&A app and asked, what is the best paddles and balls to buy? Now, this is a big question, Alois. Yes, Namita, um, good question. Um, there, there's such a big range of equipment out there. Um, the important thing is to find something in the, in the range that's going to suit you. Um, so depending on how long you've been playing, if you haven't been playing for very long, get a pre-made bat that has some reasonably slow controlled rubber on it um, that is going to allow you to develop your game. The next level up from that is then to think about a pre-made bat with some, again, reasonably um, slow controlled rubber on it, um, and then you can start to progress and, and go on to faster rubber. The rubber is the most important part of the, this whole equation. Um, it determines a lot about the speed and spin of your racket. So first up, um, just work out what level you are, um, and then work out a bat that's roughly in that range of your level and choose something. Um, as I said, there are literally hundreds, thousands of options out there. So um, yeah, just try and keep it as simple as you can. We do have a lesson on how to choose your bat, which I think clears things up pretty well for you. And we'll just give you a bit of an idea of what range that you might be in. Yeah, yeah, well said, Alice. So we don't really keep up with all the equipment. Like Alice said, there's thousands or hundreds of thousands of options, so it's difficult to keep up with. And we generally feel that once you get some good equipment, it's more about the training. So we emphasize the training more. 
But to help you out, on our website at pinkseals.com under the store, we have some bats that we know are good and recommend, and they are at those different levels that Alois mentioned. So you can check those out there. They're by no means the only good options, but they're ones that we know are good and can recommend. So check them out, and I'll put the link to the, to the uh, Choosing a Table Tennis Bat in the show notes for you. Good luck with that, Namita. Let us know um, if you what bat you use and uh, what you choose if you're buying a new one. All right, the next question is from Hoob from Holland, who says, I've got a question about his anti-spin rubber. What is the best way to block the ball on the backhand with his anti-spin alloys? Yeah, so using anti-spin um, means that you're not going to be able to generate much top spin yourself. So it's very similar to playing with long pips. I haven't got a sheet of anti-spin here with me. It's very similar to playing with long pips on your, on your bat. When you're blocking, you need to be hitting the ball from quite high because you haven't got the ability to generate the top spin, so you need to get a direct line from the ball, uh, from the hitting point to the table. So try to take the ball quite high and just go through nice and flat with the, with the ball. Remember, if they've put top spin on the ball, when it hits your anti-spin, it's going to come out with backspin. So your shot's going to be floating with backspin. So you need to be really accurate. And that's why hitting the ball a bit higher is going to give you the, a better chance of making that shot onto the table. So so that's my, my best advice about the um, about the anti-spin. The other thing you can do is do a chop block. Um, and we've got a lesson on this for our premium members in our um, strokes and techniques. Um, we've got a chop block with the long pimples. The principles are exactly the same when you're using anti-spin. So with the chop block, you're coming down on the ball, um, hitting the ball fairly early off the bounce. So yeah, have a look at that lesson as well. Um, but the anti-spin block, if you want to block it flat, make sure you're hitting the ball from quite high. Okay. Well, good luck with improving your block hoop. Hopefully those tips help you out. All right, uh, last question, Alois, from Brock, who's, again, used the Google Q&A app to ask a question. And Brock asks, how do I improve myself more easily? Yeah, so, uh, Brock, the biggest thing, and we emphasize this all the time, is training. So the first thing is you've got to get out on the table and spend hours on there. Um, that's the most important thing. You know, we can think about things, we can we can have a look at equipment and all that sort of stuff, but the most important thing is to go out and do some training. Depending on the level that you're at, um, is to is will determine what um, will be in the content of your training. But it's important to structure your training well. So we've got um, a template of a training plan for you. Um, it's based around a two-hour session, so how, just how to break your break your training up. You know your warm-ups, your your basic skills, um, your footwork drills, your match drills and game drills. So if you structure your training well, then you'll get the best out of your training. So um, if you just go out there and hit the ball and play. Um, you won't have any focus as to uh, what you're trying to improve. So have a look at the um, the Ping Skills training plan template, and that'll give you some really good ideas. We've also got um, a free download of some training drills that you can have a look at, and that will give you some again some ideas about 
um, drills that you can do and uh, to improve different areas of your game. So, so a structured training is important. Training as much as you can is important. And make sure that when you're out there and training that you have really good focus on what you're doing. Yeah, great answer, Alice. Um... Yeah, I think it's the same with any skill, you know, you can sort of analyse it and analyse it, but you really do need to get out there and just practice the skill to get better at it. And like I said, we've got a lot of um, we've got a lot of help available and I think also we've got the training secrets section of our uh, lessons, which is, I, I think, underutilised a little bit, but that actually takes you through the secrets of training. So... Um, that is well worth a watch if you haven't seen it. Um, that is for our premium members. All right, well, that wraps up the show, Alois. Um, we've had a good show. We've answered a lot of your questions. been excellent questions today, and thanks to all those people for jumping on the Google Hangouts and asking the questions live. It's always great to get those questions. We'll have the um, episode up on iTunes after this show and you can always find them all at our website, pingskills.com and click on the blog link. Thank you everyone for watching and thank you, Alloys. Thanks, Jeff, and uh, thanks to Brock and Namita for getting on and um, asking some questions on here today too. So it makes the show a little bit more interesting and thank you, Brock, for your final comment there. <laughs> yes, thank you, Brock. All right, see you later, everyone.